This is the Urban Political, the podcast on urban theory, research, and activism. We delve into contemporary urban issues with scholars, activists, and policymakers from around the world, providing informed views, state-of-the-art knowledge, and unusual insights. The podcast aims to advance our understanding of urban environment. And how we might make them more just and democratic. Welcome to the Urban Political Podcast. This week's podcast, Reclaiming the Tourist City, explores the rise of tourism as a political subject in today's cities. As in many other places,、uh, Berlin has experienced a huge boom in tourism over the last ten years. We'll be exploring this political issue in relation to a very particular site in the city, Checkpoint Charlie.、Uh, what we're interested in particular is、uh, how this process has unfolded around a, a development controversy, and what this means for、uh, left-wing politics in the city, and the broader relevance of the case uh, for uh, cities worldwide. In Berlin, we have the particularly interesting context of having, since 2016,、uh, a left or left-of-center coalition government of the Social Democrats. Uh, the Left Party and the Greens. My name is Markus Kipp, and I'm your host, together with my colleague Ross Beveridge. And in our studio with us is Christoph Sommer, activist and、uh, researcher on the topic. And we'll be interviewing several other activists, politicians, and tourists. Checkpoint Charlie is the famous border crossing in Cold War Berlin, at the intersection of Friedrichstraße and Zimmerstraße in the very city center. It is a heavily touristified area, a real tourist bubble, and I really dislike this place. I find no reasons why I should go there, and I really、uh, am afraid as a bicyclist to pass through this area. So it was a real surprise for me last summer to hear that people envisioned something else for this place other than a tourist bubble. Well, I'm sure your、um, very positive view of Checkpoint Charlie is, is shared by a, a lot of people who, who live in Berlin. And certainly, one of the things that we're interested in today is to to look at how these places, because for Checkpoint Charlie, most big cities will have the place where. For residents of the city,、uh, uh, there are virtually no-go areas because they're so full of tourists and、uh, tourist shops. These kind of things.、Uh, there's no real reason to go. Um, um, but in these places, uh, uh, generally, we expect certain things to happen. And when, as we will see, something else might happen or can happen when the political situation uh, uh, changes, uh, uh, we have to look at why, and then and we can start asking. Uh, bigger questions about uh, uh, politics in the city, which is what we intend to do in this podcast. Welcome, Christoph Sommer, who's a PhD candidate candidate at the Humboldt University of Berlin, researching issues of uh, urban tourism, uh, and was consulted by uh, uh, was involved in a consultation on the Checkpoint Charlie、uh, debate by the Berlin government. 
and has been active in media uh, outlets around it. Welcome, Christoph. Hello. Thanks for having me here. I'm looking forward to this discussion with you about um, Checkpoint Charlie. So, Christoph, why is Checkpoint Charlie important? Checkpoint Charlie is, um, for various reasons, important. Checkpoint Charlie is uh, obviously one of the top must-sees in Berlin. There are four million visitors a year at this um, famous place, which has so much to tell in historical terms about the Second World War, about the Cold War, about um, real estate development. Um, and um, so it has a big meaning for, for visitors. And, of course, Checkpoint Charlie is, from my point of view, from my point of view as a um, researcher in the field of urban studies and tourism studies, Checkpoint Charlie is important because um, there you can see a, a very intensive interrelation of cityness and tourism. And, um, of course, the question which is at stake here is um, what, what role do places like Checkpoint Charlie must sees play in this overtourism debate. So is overtourism only something which takes place in um, small neighborhoods or do we have um, the overtourism phenomenon also in inner city places and um, how can we get out of this? And this is um, at least the, the, the very question which interested me and which was a reason for me to... Um, get involved into the planning process because now there is the chance to rebuild Checkpoint Charlie in some way. There are two empty spaces left here in Berlin, which is um, a special situation. Okay, let's have a look at the scene at Checkpoint Charlie. came down and pointed their guns in towards the Within a half an hour, Soviet tanks appeared on the other side of the border, and for one day, American guns and Soviet guns faced each other, waiting for World War III to begin. Uh, I just came for a little prolonged weekend, and uh, yeah, we just stumbled upon this place, and uh, I knew that Checkpoint Charlie exists, but I didn't really know what is it about, so I, I really appreciate this exhibition that people can just come in for free and just... Uh, read about all the history it's really made in a very very good way i would say very entered like entertaining i would say yeah okay. <laughs> what do you expect to see here i expect to something bigger uh, more um, i don't know um, big <laughs> i was living uh, all my years in a, in a communist uh, in the communist side of the europe uh, i uh, I tend to appreciate the Western culture and the Western side. So I think this is one of the uh, historical places to, to visit. It looks very commercial to me, mm. uh, especially with this checkpoint with the guards. I think they're just play guards <laughs> and all the fancy shops in the background. It, look, it looks a bit unreal. I'm going every day from uh, uh, home to work over here. Yeah, yes, is. cycling. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, absolutely terrible. Just many cars going every which way, not, not knowing what they should do, unloading, you know, uh, very blocked, everything. Many people, ugly architecture. 
So, uh, and uh, which is obvious is that you see many, many people crossing the street, um, watching or looking at the info boards. Um, you see tour guides um, telling the people something about the history of this place. You see wheelow bikes. You see a lot of travel buses searching lots. You see... Um, um, people selling um, US and Soviet memorabilia. You see, when you look into the streets, um, you see a lot of um, franchise brands like McDonald's, KFC or Coffee Fellows. So um, there's very, very much going on there. It's a little bit hectic. There happened something in, in, in the past that there was this gap open for the border. There, and when you know it, then it, it gets very, very um, clear that um, during the Second World War, um, the houses were bombed aside there. And um, after the war, the um, border station was built into this gap. And um, so there are on the west side and on the east side of the Friedrichstraße, there are... Um, so-called Brandmauern. These are um, walls of the buildings um, without windows. And they, um, they in some way uh, indicate that here at this place was a, a gap in the, in, the, um, in the city, which was um, or which is a result of um, Second World War and which was used for this um, border station. So... And exactly on these left empty places, um, there is a, de a real estate um, development planned. And this is what um, the whole discussion about the future of Checkpoint Charlie is about. How um, should these um, two empty um, places um, be developed? So, Christoph, what's at stake at Checkpoint Charlie? So there are, from my point of view, mainly three aspects at stake. So this is, um, first of all, um, the heritage value of the place. And um, the second point will be, and I will go into it, um, will be the connectedness of the place to the inner city Berlin in general. And the third point, which is quite important, and uh, is, is about the, the way different interests are coming together are intersecting in this planning process and um, this question is a little bit more about how are we um, uh, doing urban development together in a city so the, the first point um, the, the heritage value yeah I think the heritage value results of the various layers of time um, you can read in space at this um, specific checkpoint Charlie so to be more precise you can see that um, there was um, the Second World War, which took place there also because bombs fall down there and um, a gap resulted in the urban fabric um, where later on the um, border station was built. Um, the place um, or a significant place of the Cold War, of course, of geopolitical confrontation and then you can see of course also something or you can learn something about the development in the last 20 years so there was nothing happening there because of real estate speculation which um, started in the 90s 
And so these are three layers you can um, learn a lot about at this um, distinct place, but you can even go back further further, and see that there is the specific Mauer Street, which has nothing, the Mauer Street has nothing to do with the Berlin Wall, but with a wall of the city what, which was built in the 19th century. And um, this street... Um, Uh, is not conform with the urban street grid at this um, Friedrichstadt. It is um, in some way um, diagonal or it is breaking with this um, very, very early um, urban formation um, there. So in some you can see various, various um, layers of time at this place. And this uh, is um, what makes the heritage um, value um, a very, very big issue. The second point is, um, the second um, big question is, um, are there any options to integrate such a tourist bubble, which is so highly frequented, a little bit better into the daily happenings of Berlin? So you have to imagine there are lots of people working in this area. Um, there are few people living there. Um, there uh, are many, many, many visitors every day on the streets there. And the question is how to... Um, develop such a place a little bit beyond a pure tourist bubble and how to integrate it a little bit more into the the, the daily happenings and this is about uh, the, this question is about usages what what ki kind of stuff can you do there what kind of stuff can you buy there so there's uh, not of a lot of planning needed this is um, this is a big big question and how do you uh, yeah so maybe this is enough to the second point. And um, the third point um, is, um, of course, the processual um, aspect issue. How are we going to or how are we planning together this place? There are so powerful interests. Of course, there is um, a real estate economy which is booming in Germany. International um, venture capital is going into the Berlin real estate market. And of course, there is a there are investor interests at place and uh, of course there need to be powerful political interests um, regarding the fact that we have a social democrat green party and a linke party in the parliament and they promised a more progressive participatory development um, uh, urban development and so they need to show that they can realize this um, participatory um, development at places like Checkpoint Charlie as well. So um, uh, this is uh, the third um, aspect, which um, in some way, of course, politicized the, the whole process. So how did we get to where we are today? Now we're going to hear from uh, the former uh, Berlin Senator for Culture, Thomas Fleel, about the development of Checkpoint Charlie from the 1990s onwards. Aber jedenfalls war die Strategie nach 1990 dort ein amerikanisches Welthandelszentrum zu errichten. Also in der ähm, imaginierten großen historischen Rolle, in die Berlins, ähm, in die Berlin unmittelbar nach 1990 wieder steigen sollte. After 1990, the strategy was to establish a U.S. World Trade Center. This was part of the imagined return of Berlin to its historical role, which was based on completely unrealistic and unachieved forecasts for economic growth and increasing political power. The idea of the World Trade Center was promoted by right-wing politicians who thought that the Americans should be rewarded, so to speak, 
for their victory in the Cold War. The plans for the US World Trade Center failed entirely. Only a few individual buildings by Philip Johnson were built. The entire landscape is a document of failure to the first euphoric strategies to transform the place in the 1990s. At that time, the side which had won the Cold War, to a certain extent, the West, uh, was not willing to demonstrate its strength or come up with a reasonable urban development plan. As a result, Checkpoint Charlie was for a long time a story of failure and lack of investment. What happened after the 1990s on this, on this side then? Okay, um, so there were um, different plans, of course, to um, at least add some um, historical information to the place. And so there uh, is um, this one temporary exhibition about the checkpoint, uh, the Code War. And um, there is this so-called Assisi panorama. This is also a temporary exhibition which shows a 360-degree panorama picture of the wall. So we have these um, temporary usage, usages or um, offerings on site. And um, of course we have the um, checkpoint hut I mentioned at the beginning of this talk, which is so um, important for the visitors to take pictures, to make selfies, to do tourist photography. So um, the, the place is... Um, uh, is uh, attracting, um, of course, um, visitors all over the time, all over the la last um, 20 years. And uh, now, obviously, Berlin is so um, important again as place to invest real estate capital that um, there are investors again who um, want to invest there and who are able to um, buy all the depths that are on the um, empty spaces. So um, we have this interest of the investors again, which is in general a big issue in Berlin, because also in respect to the housing market, which is um, very much driven by um, private investors and which um, results in uh, big challenges uh, regarding um, rent prices. So um, this is, by the way, um, maybe one reason why uh, Checkpoint Charlie is, um, was not from the beginning on so in the so in the center of the political debate because there are so many um, other pressing issues for many many Berliners regarding regarding rent prices and so on that um, many Berliners um, maybe didn't uh, take much care about um, the future of um, Checkpoint Charlie. Christoph Rauhut, who is the director of um, the conservation agency of uh, the state of Berlin, believes that there is a current opportunity uh, for the city to do justice to this historical significance of the site. And what happened and afterwards in the 90s and, and also in the beginning of um, since 2000 in the recent years is that um, this space was very slowly developed but um, the Checkpoint Charlie itself was kind of left open and um, this is at the moment actually its chance for um, our time to preserve, uh, preserve this openness 
Um, and this is what is at stake to preserve Checkpoint Charlie, not only um, in certain elements, but as a spatial um, location in the city. And this is what makes it also different to a number of other places where we can tell the story of the uh, separation of the city, the Checkpoint Charlie changed the city and changed the city fabric at that very place. And even though the reunification is now 30 years ago, it's still there. So this is our chance nowadays to preserve this very specific situation. So in the current discussion around uh, a new development plan for the site, there is um, obviously uh, the plan to have two um, squares on each side of the Friedrichstraße. But there's also the discussion around uh, establishing a museum on the site, a museum of Checkpoint Charlie. And the controversy is around the question of whether we actually need a museum on the site and if so, uh, what, what kind of museum, what kind of shape should this museum take? Um, so let's have a look at what Christoph Rauhut says about uh, the need to establish museums on cultural heritage sites. Well, I'm, I'm convinced that every cultural heritage site is a museum of itself, in a way. That's why we list buildings or sites, um, because we say they have a um, meaning, they have a cultural meaning, and this cultural meaning has to be preserved. And um, as such, each cultural heritage site can be seen as a museum. Um, but it's always a museum which is in, in use, And this is what makes it special. And I think this is where you can always add to the explanation. Um, and you could add to this explanation by, for example, establishing a museum at this very um, location. I think it's important that you um, decide not whether you want to have a museum or the site, but you have the site and the museum is something on top, basically. What do you think about it? Do Does Checkpoint Charlie need a museum on the site? I think um, what is interesting about this discussion is, of course, that there are maybe um, two competing uh, ideas of how to um, remember um, history. So um, I totally agree that a museum is something which... Um, at Checkpoint Charlie is something which is on the top or which is um, uh, in some way supplementing um, the historical qualities of the space um, itself. So um, from my point of view, it would be in some way paradox if um, a museum, which is built to remember something, um, destroys um, large parts of um, the stuff which is to remember. So um, what, what we need here is an open debate about the question, um, exactly, um, do we need another monothematic um, museum about the Cold War? Or um, are there enough museums uh, in Berlin which are dealing with this issue as well? Um, do we need um, new or more um, 
uh, more innovative formats to remember history on the one side, one side, but um, to discuss about um, very current issues of borders of confrontation as well. So um, this is a debate which we which we need to deal with these um, competing ideas of um, how to remember remember history at this specific site well yeah i mean it's what one thing i i, I thought then was uh, was missing perhaps is this notion of for whom is the the place and, and then also for, for whom is the heritage you know um, and how do you make heritage uh, uh, in this particular place uh, meaningful to berliners people who don't go there it's a kind of That was Thomas Field's point, wasn't it? How, how, how do you get beyond this uh, uh, pressure, this, this somehow self-imposed pressure to make this space entertaining? And I, one thing that you have to wonder is how you make that heritage really accessible to people beyond the tourists who, who go there. And if you can do that with heritage in, in, in that kind of place and in, in the middle of Berlin, you know, full of tourists, full of McDonald's, all the things that we mentioned earlier. I mean, is that possible? Is it realistic? Yeah, it is a, it is a quite a good question. And uh, it is worth a try. It is worth a try, I would say. It is, of course, um, for sure that um, Checkpoint Charlie will always be a famous tourist site. And this is not um, bad per se. But um, what, what can you do? Yeah, you can um, maybe, as I tried to explain already, um, try to build a place which, um, uh, which uh, serves as a place of debate yeah, for um, lots of issues and for the people, people living in Berlin. This is one aspect. But um, beyond the museum you have to think about the question how to integrate checkpoint charlie as urban place into the urban fabric again and this is um, an aspect um, which is important in terms of what can you do there concretely beyond visiting a museum or beyond visiting a place of debate so is it a place where you um, would like to um, have lunch with your colleagues um, from Georgsmittelzentrum, for example? Yeah, um, this is possible. Think about the museum's quartier in, in Vienna. Think about the Lehnbachhaus in Munich. These are tourist sites, which are at the same time places where um, people go for lunch and like to go there for lunch. Yeah. So um, and then you can um, have a look at the other, um, uh, in German we say Nutzungen or the other things you can do there beyond buying stuff yeah so um, it is not the only option to um, build uh, to build um, retail stuff in there yeah you can also um, check out whether you can um, uh, build some some other usages in there which are um, interesting not only for for visitors who want to buy brands but um, also for um, people working in this area people living there are not so many people living there but um, for other people as well so um, of course you have to take into account the heritage value and it's a, a difficult question whether you can build a basketball court on the um, 
rooftop of one of the buildings there but this would be of course in, uh, one one more facility or usage uh, which uh, would um, contribute to integrate the place a little, little bit more into the um, urban daily life again well, I, i'm just uh, uh, wondering if if the way to is is the way to 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 make it interesting i mean sorry the way to connected to uh, Berliners to make it interesting. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to me like it's, it's, it's going to be really possible to make this place interesting to Berliners again. It yeah. seems like an ambition. I mean, it's not just a question of Berlin. I mean, uh, uh, you talked about other places uh, also have this pressure in the center of the city to uh, 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 to bring people back in because of the kind of spread of kind of touristified areas, standardized areas. Uh, um, you just have to wonder if the ambition, if the way of connecting it is, is, is to make it more interesting, then surely the chances are very slim. Yeah, but um, this is, of course, uh, no reason um, not to try it, not to try to um, reintegrate Checkpoint Channel a little bit. Uh, more into the uh, daily inner city life but one point is absolutely um, important you mentioned and this is the point that of course many many cities are um, confronted with this question how to deal with ever-growing tourism in inner city areas so and um, this is a question uh, so many cities have to deal with and Checkpoint Charlie is um, a perfect example to um, take this challenge seriously and um, to find new answers of how, to, of how to think beyond the tourist bubble, which is a quite negative um, term. In more general terms, um, we, we all together, cultural politicians, um, tourism politicians, urban planners, need to um, find ways to plan to develop inner city areas which are very very much used by by tourism in a way that these inner city areas are not getting totally lost to the ever-growing flows of visitors mm. yeah well it's perhaps something that we'll come back to later when we talk about political process but one, one thing that just occurred to me uh there is that if you really want to, to do that, then the, the the way you connect these places is by changing the, the use of those spaces. And if you see it in a kind of, I don't know, a Marxist perspective, you know, it's, at the moment it's all exchange over use. You know, if, if you, you know, it's making money out of the space rather than using the space for kind of basic needs like living and uh, uh uh, shelter, all these kind of things that, that people need for their daily lives. And that would be the way to actually make it, to reconnect it. And I think that's something we might come back to when we hear what the uh, uh, Frau Gemburg says from, from the left party, you know, the, how they imagine this space, you know. So, so it's a, in a way, you just have to change it. It really radically rethink how the space is used. If, if you really want to connect to to Berliners, you know, you, you can't just like hope that you make it a little bit interesting around the fringes. You have to move uh, people in to live there or you have to really change the, uh, the relationship between uh, 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 exchange and use to use that kind of Marxist uh, 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 distinction. Yeah, absolutely um, interesting point. By the way, two aspects. Um, there, Of course, there are two, uh, 300 um, apartments planned 
at Checkpoint Charlie. This is um, something we should not forget. 300 uh, housing units for whom? Yeah, good question. This is not um, this is not defined right now. So this is an open question, and it makes a big difference whether um, we will have serviced apartments, um, which are of course very very expensive, or whether we have um, normal um, apartments um, uh, um, affordable for Berliners um, as well. So um, this will be another um, urban political decision which uh, need needs to be uh, to be made and the other um, important question i think um you um proposed is um do do we really need predefined usages or can we um can we not um deal with an empty space in the inner city area which we can reinterpret and reuse more flexible in a more flexible way um, so this is another interesting question, I think. But can Berlin really afford to leave an empty space at Checkpoint Charlie, given the heated real estate market? This challenging question around heritage preservation and urban development will be addressed in a statement, again, by Thomas Fliel. Regarding the question as to whether Berlin can afford to leave a void there, one can say that without this space, the enormous wealth and meanings uh, that are concentrated here cannot be articulated. If you fill the gap, you'll find that there will be nothing left of it. Then you have the chance to allow this place to be experienced or communicated slip away. And that is the danger. This concludes part one of this episode in which we considered the question of heritage preservation and urban development at Checkpoint Charlie. In part two, we'll be focusing on the political attempts at regaining democratic control over the site. We'd like to say thank you to Christoph Sommer for participating in this episode. Thank you for listening to The Urban Political. For more information, visit our website urbanpolitical.podigy.io Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter.